episode yeah. of Joy and Pain with Chris and Devin. I know it's been a while, but like I keep saying every episode, it's been a very hectic year, as we all know, uh, and among of a lot of other worse adjectives, but we're not going to get into, because we're just going to be talking about the joy and pain of sports, as yep. per Good the stuff. title of the podcast. So, Chris, welcome back. How how you doing? Doing pretty well. How are you, Devin? I'm I'm doing pretty well as well. So uh, let's kick this right off. Uh, so football, obviously, that's the big the big one. We all, everybody, in America loves our football, and I am one of them. Uh, and football so far has been very kind to me. We're both we have the two spectrums right now representing in this podcast. We have the highs, we have the full on joy of football going on and we have the full on pain that is the New York Jets. Yeah, we won't get into them right yet. I think we'll yeah, have to we'll wait get, on that. We'll, we'll wait on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want to start everybody off with with the despair that is the New York Jets, but we're going to get into them because you, how can you not? Uh all right, well we had a Thursday night game, a, a nice barn burner between two just wonderful teams in that illustrious NFC East. We have the New York Giants losing to the Eagles on a fantastic Thursday night matchup, which have just been, I don't know. I Personally, I think they got to get rid of Thursday night football. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's just, just They always put, like, two horrible teams on, and it just, it's just not interesting. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's always the scheduling is bad. They always got two bad teams facing off. And even more so than just the entertainment value from fans is uh, I know like all the players and coaches, they hate it because it's like you got a short week. So physically it's taking a toll on your body and they, it's not enough to really get your prep in for the week. I mean, people don't realize like this is it. The NFL season's a grueling season. I know it's the shortest, but it's, it's it has to be because it's a violent relentless game that guy you see it guys drop like flies every week torn acl achilles broken this broken that had the concussion it's just and these games do not help that at all when you're on short week rest your play is not going to be that good so not only that we have two bad teams most likely playing each other or it's just a bad matchup it's just going to be extra bad because it's a short week and it's from a fan perspective, it's not really been that great. It's like a meme. That's all Thursday night's really turning into now. It's just memes. It's just you get yeah. the one in six Giants losing to the two, four, and one first place Eagles. Like, no, let's not have this. Yeah, you have to put a better product out there if you're the NFL. You know, you have to draw people in. And. Uh, I actually like like the Tuesday games better than the Thursday night games, you know, even though those aren't you know scheduled to be yeah. there. Yeah, uh, the, the Tuesday night games have been much better than the, the Thursday night games, in my opinion. Oh, I I would wholeheartedly agree. I mean, they really haven't. Occasionally, you get a nice Thursday night game in there, but it's well, yeah. Well, week one was a great you know Thursday night matchup with the Chiefs and who who they play. Um, yeah, the and the Texans, only thing. Yeah. I will say about that is that that's the op- that's like the kickoff game for the season. So there's no yeah, one's so. playing before that. That's not 
technically it's not a short week. It's just, oh, we're just starting a third. If anything, those teams just have a a longer week to week two, yeah. which is nice. Um, but otherwise, they were, I mean, there was that Browns-Bangles one that was decent, but still it was the Browns and Bengals. I mean, I think Joe Burrow is good and he's going to be good, only going to get better, but that Bengals, they just have absolutely no one on that team. And that's expected. Yeah. And the Browns are kind of, I mean, after last week, after my Steelers just whooped them. But they did, I, I mean, I was surprised it was going to be like that. But really after watching both of those teams for the past, like, 20 years of my life, it's not surprising at all. Like, no, no. Big Ben is undefeated against the Browns at Heinz Field. So, and then yeah. with this defense they have, like, I really are going to – I don't care if, how good the Browns are. I don't think anyone should be panicking over on the Browns. I mean, they were still 4-1 and one going that game. And they just did what they've never been able to do, and that's beat the Steelers in Heinz Field with Big Ben. There's just that will – that's a common thing. We've no, that's, yeah, just, That has not changed and has yet to change. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't freak out if I'm a Cleveland fan. I mean, there is some cause for concerns. I just don't think Baker's good at no, all. He, he's I think not the long-term answer you there. You can't – He because eventually you're going to have to get into a shootout. That's just how this league is, and you're not winning. I don't care if you have Odell, Landry, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt. When you get Nick Chubb back, Nick Chubb back it doesn't matter. You still need a quarterback to facilitate the whole thing. And it's Yeah, he's going to play well when he just runs the ball to both of those guys in the backfield for 40 times a game. Yeah, that's how you're going to win most of the time, but eventually it's going to come down to you got to throw the ball, and I just – you just can't do it. Yeah, and, and he doesn't add to it, like, by doing all those commercials, you know, being a big shot, and then he goes out and plays like that. You know, it, it ruins your You're just reputation. opening – yeah. The yeah, media is going to eat that up, whether yeah. it's warranted or not. You're gonna be, you're gonna get flack, and that's yeah. just not, that's not gonna help <laughs> yeah, your the, struggles, yeah, uh, if criticism, anything. Criticism, all that stuff, and it looks like he can't really handle it too well because he had, I think his, his wife went on Twitter like saying like, oh, don't, uh, don't do this, don't do that. It's a tough game, blah blah blah. So you know, he has people defending him. Yeah, but yeah, that that all comes into factor. When yeah, you're, whether he's you know, asking for that defense or not, it's still it's just not helping. Like it's just yeah. anything around this guy, it's just peak Browns, yeah. and that's what you saw last Sunday yeah. with a thirty-eight to seven whooping by my boys, um, who I'm very high on right now. But I mean, it's still still early, and with they this, and we'll get into that. I mean, that's. That's a huge game. It's probably the, arguably the game of the week. And it's only 1 o'clock because CBS protected that game. I, I was kind of hoping they were going to flex it. Yeah. Um, sadly, they're not. They kept the Seahawks-Cardinals that Sunday night, and I get it. Um, well, CBS protected the game, but it's a 1 o'clock game. It's still still cool. Who cares? Of two, the two, two of the three undefeated teams left, and they're facing off, so somebody's got to lose. And I'm gonna. It's interesting to see how they're gonna handle Derrick Henry because he went off last week. You know, he had like 45 fantasy points last week. Yeah, so. he had 200 yards. Run. He just he's just a grown man. He's like a horse running yeah. with men, and it's 
I don't know how you stop. Like, I would be horrified, even if I was a professional, good defensive player. Well, actually, I wouldn't be that horrified because then I wouldn't be there. But, I mean, you got it. You got to. There's got to be a slight hesitation. It's like, this guy's coming at me. Because not only that, he's huge, he's super fast and strong. Like, this guy's got to be impossible to take down. You can see it. Like, when he gets. If he gets past the front seven, these poor defensive backs. I, yeah, they, they I can't don't know. Look what he did to Josh, uh, Josh Norman. He just he you know, literally he tossed him with yeah, one arm. Out of the way. He tossed a grown man just like several feet out of the way. I was like, okay, so that. Yeah, that was he's crazy. like a superhero, just like just tossing like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't ca- you, know, you can't tackle him, you know, coming out of the hole. And then the defensive backs can't tackle him, so he's just he's just unstoppable. Yeah, that's so. when you you see these ninety-four yard runs, you, these big chunk plays, because he's just like you guys will get to him around the line of scrimmage or right within the ten yards of the first down, but it won't matter because he's just shredding these people like they're nothing, like there's just kids just like ah, just like yeah. jumping on them. Um, it's got to go for the legs, you know. Take yeah, that's they got to get yeah. low, and you got to gang tackle. I mean, that's really yeah. about it. And get and play gap defense, like just play good D. Like I, I don't know what else to say. You got to play good. D. I mean, it'll be a fun matchup because you have. I think the Steelers are one or two in, um, rushing rush defense, and they just they haven't given up anything to anyone. Really, the only thing they did give up was the one seventy far excuse me, four-yard Miles Sanders run in that Eagles game. And otherwise, they did nothing the rest of that game. They had 80 yards rushing that entire game, and 74 of them came on that one play. And I think there was two missed tackles. So if they're not missing tackles, you're not running the ball. But this is strength versus strength again going at it this week. I mean, the Steelers played the Browns last week. They were the number one rushing team. Yeah, and they completely and shut them down. shut them so, down. They did nothing. Yeah. yeah, they were without Chubb, but they still have Hunt, who was a number one at this point. Yeah. This will be their biggest test to date, not only in the running game, but just in full all three phases of the game. These yeah. Titans are really good. I mean, they're 5-0. and I mean, Both teams are 5-0. and It's in Tennessee. I mean, playing away really I don't think matters that much. And the Steelers have kind of always been a good away team anyway, but – We'll see. I mean, this game go either way. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I obviously, I'm hoping they win, and I think they can win, but who knows? And if they lose, it's no big deal. I mean, they, yeah, this is a tough stretch. They got to play. They got to go to Baltimore next week, and then go to Dallas because the whole because of the Titans messing up the schedule. So I really want to beat them mainly because of that. They've ruined our bye week. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we got to play 13 straight games. We already got played all of our home games, essentially. So that's a pain in the ass, but we'll see. Yeah, It'll be a fun matchup. That's really how you're going to stop Henry, and then how is who you're, who's going to beat you if you stop Henry, like how that's going to plan out, pan out. Well, Tannehill's been great this this season, you know, continuing off last, last year's success, so – He's a factor. You could run. You could pass. Yeah. So the balance. These are two balanced teams. I think the Titans' defense isn't as good as they've no, been, or maybe should be. So I think if Big Ben can get stuff going, 
they can try to contribute. It's really if you can minimize Henry and force Tannehill to beat you. Because they're now without Taylor Lewan, their left tackle, so that's huge. Yep. And we, we, if we know anything, the Steelers will get after the quarterback. Yep. And uh, I think Jonu Smith had a little ankle trouble this week, and he left last week's game. So you don't know if he's 100% healthy. It's another weapon you know, for the Titans. Yeah, so they're going to definitely try to just, I think, push that run game so they don't have to deal with the pressure. But it's a tough defense they're playing. I mean, yep. so, yeah. it'll be tough. I mean, it'll be a fun game, I'm hoping. And uh, let's go Steelers to see if they can get that yep. win. And this guy Claypool. Oh, yeah, he, he's this amazing. guy's the real deal, man. I think we're seeing a superstar in the making. Definitely, yeah. Maple I'm so Tron. upset that I think the Jets traded down to try to draft him, and then the Steelers drafted him. So, <laughs> yeah, good, good for you guys. But. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing that the Steelers do well is draft and develop wide receivers. Yeah, it's definitely not in the first them. round. They don't. Yeah. They and I think that's a great method because you don't. I don't think you have those skill guys. You don't have to go in the first round. Yep. Running backs, receivers. I think you can get away. With waiting, and, and the Steelers prove that, definitely in wide receivers. Yep, and even if these guys don't have the talent, you know, coming out of college, if you have the right coaching staff, the right developers, you could develop these guys into being, you know, first-round talent, and you take them in, like, the third, uh, fourth round. You know what I mean? Yeah, so definitely. You, your team could help, you know, develop them, even even though they're not really, you know, first-round talent. And that's what the Steelers do best. You know, they develop talent, and they help these guys succeed in their system. Yeah, they have a good eye and knack for these things. They're like, all right, maybe this guy's a little raw in this area, but we don't have to throw him to the wolves immediately, and he's going to develop, and then we'll see what he can do. Yep. And you're seeing it, and now I think he's going to be, by the end season's end, he's going to be the number one. Because they like having Juju in the slot. Um, yeah, and he probably works better there. Oh, yeah. And, and he hasn't had the gaudy numbers that you'd like to see, Juju, but – He's an ultimate team guy. He's blocking. He's a great blocker. And he's going to draw coverages. And I think that's what you're seeing with Claypool getting open. And now that he's getting open and looks like a monster, now it's like, all right, who do we have to – should we double him now? And then yeah. if you're going to double him, that means you're going to leave Juju open or Deontay Johnson open or James Washington open or Eric yeah, Ebron so open. So then it starts to open up. And then you let Big Ben do his thing a little bit. He hasn't need to – and then that's the good thing is Big Ben hasn't had to been otherworldly. And that's when the Steelers win. And it's not nothing against Big Ben. I think he's fine when you like you trust him when he's got to do his thing. But if they're doing it where they're playing good defense, they're running the ball, and he's got these weapons on in the passing game, that's a scary team to play. I mean, yeah, I'm a Steeler fan. I could be biased. But when they've won Super Bowls, this is how they've looked. Is running the ball, good defense, and Big Ben making plays when they need them. Yeah, I think just in general, when the team like doesn't you know need their quarterback to do too much, I think that's a, a good sign. Oh uh, yeah, it's a sign of a good team. And you know, like like you said, Big Ben isn't really you know doing too much, but he's just doing the right things here and there, making the right pass here, making a play, and you know it's a, it's a great team. Yeah, and we'll we'll see. So let's. Let's go Steelers, and uh, we'll go on from there. Um, you know, now you know we'll just flip flop it. I now we have to address 
your Jets, and I'm sure we don't want to talk about that, but we will. It hurts my heart, you know, to talk about them. Because yeah. Going into the season, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. But I, I think any fan, you know, there's always optimism going into a season. But when you just see them play, you just like it's demoralizing. You, know, you just I don't I don't even want to watch them anymore. That's how bad it is. Uh, it's uh, I would agree. It's <laughs> it's hard to come up with words right now for this team. They are historically bad. They honestly might be the uh, I don't know, man. I'm comparing at least to the 0 and 16 Browns and the 0 and 16 Lions, and they might be worse than either of those teams up to this point in the season. There's still plenty of time left, and they can all they got to do is win one game to not be yeah. 0 and 16. That still might not mean they're better or whatever. I mean, who, that doesn't really yeah. matter. But, like, it's – this is rough to watch, man. They are just horrendous. I mean, now you're putting Flacco in. You you get rid of um, – yeah, they're, they're making trades. I just saw it now. Nothing. I think I just – if you heard yeah. my phone buzz, yeah. they, they Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon, after they traded him, they kept him on the field. It says I got the news on Saturday night, and he played on Sunday. So, (laughs) I I I mean, uh, it's just like everything about about it—the dysfunctional, uh, just everything. Everything's dysfunctional. I mean, Adam Gaze is clearly the main problem right now. I mean, it's always ownership with the Jets too. That's why they've always been in this like kind of a joke like what are the jets man like what's going on it starts the organization but right now it's adam gaze and he's i don't see him going anywhere anytime soon i mean when you had what was it last year two years ago you signed gaze right after the other gm signs bell and cj mosley jameson crowder and then Gaze comes in, fires that GM. So you just fired the GM that just got you all these free agent acquisitions. Yeah, so yeah. now what? And now this is what you're seeing. He, de- he never liked Bell. Didn't want to use him correctly. Um, yeah, that was just a, whole, a big sabotage job by Gaze. You know, he he didn't like that they paid him that much money, and he just didn't play him. You know, he di- he didn't incorporate into his genius scheme. He didn't he didn't like him personally. I don't think. And you know we just let him go for nothing, and just a just a sign of a bad organization right there. Yeah, that's bad organization one one. Like, and like I, I you can make the argument. We can argue paying running backs all day long and this and that, and I can tell you my side. But regardless, you 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 have the guy, and you're paying him, yeah, and you know what he is. Him. Yeah, he's probably not gonna be what he was, but he's still. A really good player, relatively young, and you you still have holes on your on your team. Why not use your best players to win games? Like that's just how this works. I, I think. I think that's what common sense is. At yeah, least yeah. logical people would say exactly what you said. But obviously, this guy not, is not logical. Didn't like him, and logical. yeah, there's egos and whatnot, but. You got to put that stuff aside if you're going to be an NFL coach. 
Yep. When you really haven't done anything wherever else he was with the Dolphins, whatever. This guy, nah, I, the only reason he had any success coaching in any capacity is when he was, Peyton Manning was his quarterback. And if you're the offense coordinator with Peyton Manning, you're just a guy as far as I'm yep. concerned. Yeah, Peyton Manning is so the much. offense coordinator and the quarterback. So you just look good because you have that title and he's your quarterback. So mm-hmm. great. Yep. He's play, at the end of the day, players play, and if you're not letting them play or putting them in the right position as a coach should do, then you're of your fail. You're a failure as a coach, and you're seeing yep. that right now with the Jets. On top of the Jets not really having much talent, so that's not yeah, yeah. helping at all. I mean, they've got I think some of those guys in the offensive line that they got in the offseason are pretty good. It's just being overshadowed by everything else and how heinously bad. The team is like defensively. They have I couldn't name a player on that defense besides Steve McClendon. Yeah, um, we have we have Avery Williamson who's Avery, decent. He's yeah. been making plays on the. Has Quinn and Williams done anything? No, he ha- and he hasn't done anything for the last two years. And he was a top five a pick. Top, I, I mean, come on, third overall. Like, that's the Jets. But that's when you start drafting guys, especially that high, and nothing's panning out. That's why you're bad. That's where you're perpetually terrible. Yep. When it's finally their time that the Patriots are are not the Patriots anymore. They're still a good team, but they are definitely beat. They lost to the Broncos this yep. past no. Sunday. I mean, come on. They scored 12 points against the Broncos. Okay. The Bills are good. They're the team to beat there, but they're beatable. I mean, I, I don't think the Jets are going to do it. But now you have the Dolphins sneaking around in there. Like, this is a good... It's a good. It, it, it's an up and coming division, and the Jets aren't in it. You know, they're not developing. No, not at all. The they're just they're, you're. They're gonna, be, they're gonna be the new Dolphins. You know, back when like you know back in the day when Brady and you know, everybody else was good and the Dolphins were terrible. It's just it's gonna be the Jets in that spot now. Yeah, they're just gonna for gonna the be next the twenty years. Yeah, it's like come on. Like I don't know how I feel bad for Jets fans. And some I don't because some of them are like extremely delusional and it's just kind of funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> but knowing you and James, our good friend James from school, uh, reasonable people for the most part, I would consider you guys. <laughs> you. I'm sure Appreciate some of our it. other friends would not share the same thought, but you know where I stand. So, yeah. um, <laughs> no, But the, the thing that's mind-blowing with, with the Jets and Gase is – he supposedly has this genius system that's like, you know, he's a, uh, he's an offensive genius, he's brilliant, but somehow like the players don't understand it or they're not executing it. So as the coach, don't you think you have to like you have to adjust? You, know, you have to, to what? adjust to the players, or it's not the players. Or maybe you're just bad. System. You yeah. maybe you're just bad, and it's it's getting to the point where it's like, I'm watching. You're watching this team play. How? How do these guys want to play? Like, where's the will fat? Like, their willpower is going. Like, and and returns for that. I'm trying to articulate this. Is you're not playing for this guy. Like, how do you want to? If I'm on the Jets, I'm not playing. Like, it'll be hard to. Like, you're playing now for the individual, which is never great. In some cases, it's nice. These guys are just going to be playing for jobs essentially auditioning to see if they can get off this team and play for another team or, yep. or hope for this guy gets fired because it's like, 
I don't want to like, like I want to win for me and my teammates, but definitely not this coach. This guy's clearly just doesn't like I like what's going on in that man's head. I have no clue. And it's then he decides to play like veterans over the young players. Like we have the uh, the running back of P Ryan that we just drafted you know, last year, and then he decides to play Frank Gore. You know, like like seventy percent of the time, and P Ryan only thirty percent. And then we got to play, you know, Flacco over. I know Donald's hurt, but yeah, you know, I want to see Donald develop. I want to see all these young guys develop, and he's just he's not using them. Yeah, so. you're wasting. You're just wasting their development right away. Like, even when Donald's playing, he's getting shellacked. As poor, I think Donald could be good. Yeah. To oh, an yeah, extent, I, I don't know I how good, agree. but you're he's. You're ruining any potential he has. I think it's it's almost gone. And from what I understand, like he doesn't even give him the freedom to like draw, uh, do an audible. Like he like he has to get permission. That, from that, see, to, that's to terrible. I know play. he's a young quarterback, but you gotta let them. You gotta give your guy confidence. I feel like he's not instilling any confidence or motivation or anything that you would look for in a head coach at all. This guy is just the opposite. It's like he's just so – he's almost like another Bill O'Brien but somehow worse. Like he's so concerned about his image and his way of thinking and whatever or what have you that it, it – like common sense is out the door. Winning is out the door. It's just like whatever – like if you talk back to me or whatever, like nope, you're not playing this and that or whatever. I just I just don't like this guy for whatever reason no. despite him being the act, the – better player to play, I'm not going to do it. Or I'm not going to put you in position to succeed. I'm like, well, that's just not how coaching works. That's the opposite, in fact. And this is what you get. You get an 0-6 Jets team that's just miserable to watch. I feel bad for some of these players. You see them going, they're just getting torched or whatever. They make nice plays. Like they had that one of the craziest picks I've seen ever. Sunday, yeah, but it didn't matter because it was like, yeah, we're getting shut out by the Dolphins. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, and the crazy thing is, is like on defense, they're winning the turnover battles. They're well against the Dolphins. They won the turnover battle. They had they, they won time of possession, and they're still getting shut out. And it, it just doesn't make any comprehensible sense. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because their their offense is so bad, and that. Guess who that reflects? If you we got the offensive genius that is Adam Gaze, why is why is your offense so terrible that they couldn't even score a point against the Dolphins, who are a much better team than they were last year? But they're still you should be able to score, especially in the league now where the rules have shifted. It's almost impossible to see like elite defenses, even the Steelers so far, or the Colts, or whoever else, or the Ravens, and we consider the, the elite defenses, they're not really that elite. Like, they're still giving up yards and points. There's not as much as others. Like, there's really no – and that's just the way the league is now. It's offense. We want offense. That's with the betting and the fantasy football and just overall entertainment value. They think people just want to see scoring, and they're – Right, I, I definitely would agree with that. I mean, as yeah. someone who still likes defense, I would like to see it. Def- like the only time you'll see like a defensive game is just if both offenses are just so bad. It's more of the offenses being so bad 
than the yeah, defense is being actually really good. Yeah, by default, yeah, the defense is you know the star of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the only time you'll see a defense being so good, it's a lopsided game. It's not really like a defensive struggle. You rarely see those anymore. It's like those oh, those old Steeler Ravens games where it'd be like thirteen to ten. Yeah. They'd be phenomenal. Now you say a thirteen ten game, you're like that game must have been hor- horrible to watch. But then, of what, five-plus years ago, 13-10, you see Steelers-Ravens, you're like, oh, that game must have been awesome to watch. Yeah. And those games were. That does yeah. not happen anymore in this NFL. And, and I get it. It's They want the scoring. You want the big plays, the quarterbacks, the, just throwing up deep balls, crazy runs coming out. Like, And that's fun. It's entertaining. you got fantasy yeah. football. you got so many other factors, and I get yeah. it. And that's the way it is. But if you're the Jets scoring zero points with your offensive-minded head coach, what is going on? Fire the guy. You're not going anywhere this year. Just get rid of him. See who you have on the roster right now that we want to keep the next year and then just keep rebuilding. Because you're not – it's going to take some time, obviously. (laughs) Here's my take on it. If they keep Gase here, they don't win a game, they go 0-16, you're guaranteed the number one pick. But if they fire him and turn the reins over to uh, Greg Williams, I think he can gather enough you know, momentum and motivate the team to actually win a game. So I don't think they want to do that. You know, They want to get that number one pick. Yeah, but so my thing the strategy is, there. is if they're going to go Trevor Lawrence, if they get the first pick, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to want to go there. I, I don't think anybody wants to go to the Jets. And, uh, no, step not. one is you're going to have to get rid of Gase. Because I don't see anyone wanting you, – if you're a college, top college prospect and you're eyeing the draft and you're eyeing which teams are going to be the worst teams, that means you know which teams are potentially going to draft you. The Jets are definitely up there. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go to the Jets. That's the last team I want to go to watching this. This circus <laughs> go on this year, and uh, he might pull if if say the Jets do get first pick, and it's Trevor Lawrence is clearly gonna be the first pick. He's gonna pull like an Eli Manning or something or John Elway and be like, "I'm not. I'll go stay and play one more year, or, uh, or I'm just I don't want to get drafted by the Jets. Like, or if yeah. you do, you have to trade me or something." I don't see him. No, there's no like you know, there's no, there's no sexiness to the Jets. So yeah, I agree with you. He wouldn't, he wouldn't want to come here. But from my standpoint, I think, I think they should stick with Darnold. I think he he has an, oh, he has yeah. a lot of talent. You know, he ha- he hasn't developed yet. So I think you just give him you know another opportunity to you know under a new head coach to try to de- develop and reach his potential. So what I think is. I think they should just trade the number one pick anyway, you know, because, like you said, uh, he might not want to play for us anyway. So, you know, trade it to a team, you know, get maybe two first-round picks back and a bunch of, you know, low-round picks and just rebuild from there. Yeah, just do it through the draft. I think that's, I think that's a good idea. That's a great yeah, point. You, you just fill your gaps, you know, in, in the draft and just start over with, with Darnold and, you know, with the pieces you have now. I agree. Um, yeah, just just gain as much draft capital as you can because you're pretty much you're you're gonna be rebuilding. That's all this is now is just you gotta just 
start hoarding picks and young players and try to get talent and then just develop them and then you really have to get rid of Gates. That's that's got to be priority number one because I just think yeah. he's just going to hinder everything as yeah, long so. as he's still there. So, all right, enough about the hapless <laughs> Jets. Um, we got a few. We got we got some good matchups coming up on Sunday. We have Panthers Saints. That'll be a nice game. Yep. Um, the Panthers are playing a little better right now. A little hot. Um, Saints are not as juggernauty as we uh, thought they were going to be. But they're still a good team and I think a top team in the league. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be – let's see how uh, Michael Thomas, because he got hurt again. So he's going to be play a factor in that in that game. Oh, yeah. And that was also after last week where he got benched because he was punching teammates <laughs> and fighting this and that. And yeah. Got yeah another, he might be the next Odell, I think. You know, yeah. The next drama queen receiver. Yeah, we got some head case. I don't know what it is with receivers sometimes. <laughs> they like to – sometimes they're head cases. But uh, – We'll see. There's it's still early, and he's still very good. And we'll let that pan out. Yeah. Um. Seems like it died down a little bit, so there's not much drama going there. Ah, uh, the big. What was the big story? Oh, the the. We'll talk about the Dolphins. Them now benching Fitzpatrick to bring in Tua. So I, I mean, you're just. I feel like I, I was heartbroken for Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's. I mean, the dude's playing wet, really great ball. They're winning games. They're three and three, and with the extra playoff spot, they're right in this. I mean, I get it from the other perspective. You want to see. Obviously, Fitz is not your future. He's just there that like bridge the gap yep. type thing. That's what he is now. Um, and I think he knows that, but. He's playing well. He feels like this is his team. His, all the rest of his teammates love it. They're playing with him. They're playing for him. And they're winning games. And they're playing hard. Um, and I get it. You want to see, is this your is this going to be your guy, Tua? Um, yeah, I just think right. the timing is kind of weird. I think eventually we're going to see Tua at some point in the year. I just yeah. think it was a little too early based on how Fitz was playing and how they were winning games. I think yep. you're just kind of slicing your momentum, and maybe they still think they're not going to do anything later in the season. Um, I find that hard to believe, though. So, but let's we'll, we'll see. Maybe they just trust. They think two is just going to go right in and be even better. And that wouldn't surprise me either. But I think it's just. I mean, it sucks because I mean I love Fitzpatrick. He's one of the most likable guys in the game. He's etched his. Uh, his own lore, uh, his own history and the lore of the NFL, which is awesome. You know, we're going to tell our kids that. Like, oh, we were there. We watched this guy play for 14 different teams, win with a bunch of them. Sometimes look terrible. Other times look great. He's funny. The beard. He's from Harvard. Blah, blah, blah. He yep. goes on and on. Yeah, but uh, I think they definitely could have waited a little bit, you know, to go to Tua because – you know, with the injury, you know, he was injured with his hip. So you don't know how he's going to react to that. He could get hit again and get hurt. You never know. And that could, you know, slow down the momentum. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay move for now. But I think they could have waited a little bit. I agree. I think that's it's really all on that. Um, I think that, well, they do have a bye week this week. I don't think they're playing. So yeah, maybe that's what they thought. They gave him two extra weeks to prepare. So maybe that was the plan yeah. all along. 
Like, Probably. regardless of what they were leading up to this bye week, they were going to be like, all right, Fitz... But clearly, this probably came to surprise to him. They probably should have told him that they, yeah, maybe before the, the season. Of the year, maybe yeah. this seemed like a planned thing. Yeah. And but he, I think he did not seem telling disappointed fits. by it. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. I feel like yeah. it seems like it's a strategic move by the coaching staff to do this and maybe the upper management too, which I get it, and I'm there for that. But I think if you're going to do that, you should have told – if that's the case, you got to tell Fitzpatrick. And based on his reaction, that to me, if it was a planned thing, then they definitely didn't tell him. Yeah. And I, I think that's I a bad move there. I think if you yeah. – if it, this is obviously only if it is a pre-planned thing. If this was planned, I think that's a great idea, whatever. But you just got to tell – you got to tell your – guy that's going to be starting the first five weeks, six weeks, that, all right, you're going to be doing this up until bye week, and then we're going to put two in. No yeah, matter I mean, what, we're, what, where we're at, no matter if we're undefeated or 0-6 or whatever they are or could have been, we're going to – you're going to be done, and then we're going to put two in to see what he can do, and then rest of the season we'll let play out and see what happens. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it probably was planned, but it's just that like he was so connected with the team. You know, he was the it was his team is leading them to you know three wins so far. I think it just it just hit him hard. Yeah, that, and I agree. It, 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 it I, I, I feel him. him. You feel him, man. I mean, it sucks. But now, do you think that they continue to win with Tua, or do you think they're gonna try to scale back and just let him develop? See, that's a great question. I I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, I think they should still be trying to win just because. You have that extra playoff team now. You're three and three. You're playing well. You beat some pretty good teams. You've hung in there with some pretty good teams, um, and you're a team that may you you aren't the best team, obviously, and you're not, and you're probably not going anywhere. Yeah. But you're a team that is gonna be a pain to play. Like you're not. It's not. It's not, it's not an easy win for anybody. Nope. Playing the Definitely Dolphins. Not. Brian Flores is a great coach. They have some more talent this year, and they're playing hard. So, we'll see. I, I think they might scale it back, but I think that's kind of lame. I mean, you're, you're, you are a professional organization. You're really, at the end of the day, you're here to win. Yep. And I think with them being 3-3 three and three right now, they got to – I think you got to push. I mean, they're in second place. Yeah. No, even last year, they were, you know, they were supposed to go 0-16, but they, they played hard. They won some games. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they'll, they'll try to win now. I don't think they'll, they'll scale it back. Even though they could probably get another weapon in the draft, you know, if they do, you know, try to tank now, but it is what it is. Yeah, know? but I they're think, gonna play hard. Yeah, they're gonna play hard and keep momentum going into the next off season, and and I think that and that that will carry a lot more weight because then I think they can be even better. I mean, they should be even better next year. I think they'll they'll be more of a actual playoff caliber team next year if everything goes well for them and if Tua is the real deal. And I think that's why they're going to want to put him in now to see if this is the if this is the guy. And they're yeah. hoping he's the guy because they spent their top pick on him. So Yeah. Yeah, so they're probably like two years away from being actual you know, actual Super Bowl contenders, but we'll see how we'll see what happens. Yeah, them. I mean there's still a lot can happen between them and we'll see. Uh, 
The other good matchups this week, we have Buccaneers-Raiders. That's a very interesting one. Yep, that's Tom Brady and John Gruden going at it. Going at it again. Both that that's Gruden's former to the team he won a Super Bowl with, the Bucks. Um, yeah, we'll see. That'll be a fun one. It's in the new Death Star-looking stadium in Vegas. That stadium is awesome. Um, Even though I still think the Raiders are better in Oakland, I think they should stay there, but we obviously know why Vegas is, why they're in Vegas, and it's still cool. And that stadium is just awesome. Um, it's a shame we can't get all, like, can't have full fans in a lot of these places, but we gotta do what we gotta do. Given the times, yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. But yeah. for now, we just got to deal with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's got I me. Mean, the Bucks are looking good. It's their defense that's very good, and that's what can carry them. I mean, offensively, they have all these weapons. I still think the Bucks are very beatable. They're not this like juggernaut team. They could be, but I'm still not convinced, and they're not my favorites there in the NFC. The NFC. I don't really know who's the favorite. I mean, Seattle probably for now, but they don't – I just don't trust that defense in Seattle. I mean, Russell Wilson yep. is playing lights out and will probably win MVP. Um, but that defense is questionable. I still think the the team to beat is the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is in the, the whole AFC, NFL. The, the NFC yep. is still t- – I mean, the Packers – I would have said, but then they just got manhandled by the Bucks, and I think that's how you can beat the Packers, just manhandle them. Yeah, just shut them down. And they're not going to look too good there. Because um, yeah, they looked the, bad last week offensively. Yeah. But the, the Raiders shocked the world. You know, they beat they beat the Chiefs. They did beat so. the Chiefs. And that was impressive. I think they – excuse me, they set a nice um, a blueprint for uh, maybe how to stop the Chiefs. Um. So that's why the Raiders are They're a team I still don't think they're going to do anything They might make the playoffs because of the extra uh, Spot But I, I they, they don't really scare me The Raiders But they're another team that I don't You don't really want to play That's going to be a pain Yeah, Derek Carr has been playing well Yeah he's uh, been playing Josh really Jacobs well Josh Jacobs has been He's a he's great been, like, he's a top leaders, running, leaders running back. Yeah, I, people keep forgetting about him, and he's top five, top three running back in the league. Yeah, so if they could get him going against this Bucks defense, I think they have a good shot at you know keeping it close. Keeping and that close and maybe winning they can that pull game. It out and, win. and if they can win that game, that'll be huge. That means they're right up the Chiefs' butt again, yep. and uh, keeping the pressure on. Because the Chargers are a lot better, I think, than the record shows. But they're just the Chargers. And yeah, they just lose. Find a way to That's lose, just yeah. what they are for some reason. But I think they did find their guy in Herbert. Yeah. Herbert looks re- really good. He looks and and uh, I was before the season when they got you. I wasn't sold on this guy. I didn't think he was going to be anything, and so far he's proven me wrong. So credit due to Justin Herbert. I got him on one of my fantasy teams now because Dak Prescott's out for the season. So. Let's go. I'm on the Herbert train. He's the real deal, I think, so far. And you got you got your guy. You just got to start winning games. It's yep. not his fault. <laughs> the no. games you've lost, it's been, a, like always, your kicking situation or some lapse on defense. 
Oh, yeah. The, the offense is pretty good for the Chargers. I mean, they're, they're missing Austin Eckler now with an injury. Yeah, and but that's they have huge. Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly now, you know, split in the, the carries at the running back position. Yeah, and they got and good they, receiving weapons. You got the tight end. Hunter Henry's pretty good. Obviously, Keenan Allen's very good. And then Mike, Willen, Mike Williams is a very good deep threat guy. Definitely. So, yeah, they have a lot of weapons around Herbert, which, which helps, you know, when you have a rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. Just give them, you know, things, uh, running backs to drop off passes to and, you know, easy routes to to hit. So, no, they, they definitely look promising. And the spread on the Chargers and Jacksonville game is eight. Chargers are favored by eight. So. Eight, really. I mean, the Jags are not. A, I mean, they're also another team that's tanking. I still, I mean, Minshew is the real deal, man. I, I, I think he's good. I just, they just have literally no talent on that team across the board. Yep. They're in a lot of their games for the most part. They're pretty tight. They just yeah. don't have enough to yeah, put, put them, them over the, the top, edge. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. what they are. I think the Jaguars are just, we've, they've accepted, all right, we're just going to tank a little bit, just start adding more um, talent. It's the thing is, is if they're going to draft a quarterback or not. Because I don't know if they're sold on Minshew. I think they should be. Yeah. Well, you can I still agree. pay him cheaply and just start building guys around him and see what you got. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think they should stick with him and see who's available in the draft, you know, to, as a complimentary piece to him. But my, my gut says they probably will go quarterback. Yeah, so. same. And I think that's the wrong move, but we'll see. Unless they want to go quarterback and then they tr- see if they can trade Minshew and get more capital there too and Maybe, see if they can still build. Maybe that's the move. Possibly. But then he'd probably be a backup somewhere. I don't think True. he would start anywhere else. True, it not work for him unless if you trade him to like a team that needs a quarterback, which there's yeah. always a team. Yeah, there's always an injury here. There's injury there. I mean, the, or the Cowboys could no. use him now. Cowboys. I mean, they got the red rifle. Andy Dalton's <laughs> back, baby. Who's always competent, and I think they could still win games with Andy Dalton. They just have nobody on defense. Yeah, um, no, the defense is a rough. And then Mike McCarthy's, uh, I think, a, a horrendous coach. And you're seeing that what news come out that like we're not prepared. Like players are like, yeah, this they're questioning the coaching. Like no one's prepared. This and that, and he's just like this ancient way of running things. And but it, it's surprising because he, he had a year off, you know, to think about his system, you know, and developing yep, it, like how to fit it, this new NFL. But looks like he didn't do anything. No, he just, he's just, it's just too the same stubborn thing. and old in his ways. And I think that's what you get with Mike McCarthy. And yep. they're, they're only going to go as far as he takes them, and that's the Cowboys. But who cares because that's the Cowboys, and we all <laughs> love to hate on the Cowboys. Yep, Was devastating for Dak because Dak's a good dude, likable guy. And a good player that sucks, yep. especially in a contract year. But we we'll hope, wish for the best for him, and uh, I think he'll be fine. I mean, that's a tough thing to overcome, but I think Dak can do that. And now it's just a question of who's he gonna play for. <laughs> yeah, be, you don't think they'll extend him? I, no, you know, I think they will. I think Jerry is a good guy in that sense, where Jerry always treats his guys well, whether that's the right move or not on the specific player um i think it would be the right move for dak definitely and just to show a good faith too because I, i'm sure jerry could use that 
Jerry's definitely not liked by most people, and I don't even think he's liked by most Cowboys fans, to be honest. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ones that I know, so <laughs> so he could do that, and we'll see there. Um, because I don't know where he'd go. I don't know if he's definitely not going to get what he was asking for, the 40 mil a year, but no. uh, we'll see. But, I mean, he, he will get that if he's tagged. He'll get almost, like, $40 million oh, yeah, for the year. Oh, yeah, the tags keep moving up. But I think yep. he's just going to want to get that long-term lockdown so he doesn't have to worry about year-by-year thing. Definitely. Even though so, you make a lot more money that way. But I think it's more of these guys want the, the security of, like, or I'm going to be here for a while. And as long as yep. I'm not terrible, I'm still going to get paid. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you see what happens with these injuries. Though. Anything can happen any any given Sunday. So you want that security. Oh, yeah. To be paid. And I, I feel that. And then that's when you see the other perspective of why owners and GMs won't want to pay anybody because they know these guys are going to get hurt. But yeah, they, the, the players the play, and they are the product. I, they deserve to get paid. It's such a violent game. And yeah. They, they they deserve every penny, you know, yeah, for yeah. putting their bodies on the line for our entertainment. Exactly. Know? So, and there's some cases where I think you can, they don't deserve all of it, but that's when you have the contracts and you put in what's guaranteed and this clause for that, or if you play a certain amount of it, games or get an X amount of catches or whatever it may be, then you get a bonus or this and that, and there's the guaranteed. And I think that let that work itself out um, in that regard. Uh, all right. I think that's, I mean, you know, also another surprise, the five and one bears I mean, they don't really look like they're five and one, but Hey, they're five and one and they're in first place in their division above the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't played them yet. And I think once they do the Packers and Aaron Rodgers usually own the bears, but this is a good bears team. Good defense. They're only going to go as far as whatever quarterback's playing for them, and obviously that's huge because it's a quarterback league. Yep. Um, but we'll see. They got a tough Monday night game against the Rams. I think they've past couple of years though the Bears have always beaten the Rams, so we'll see who's uh, who's going to yeah, be on the winning side of that one. We'll see. It should be a good game. Yeah, that'll be. A, you'll get a good Monday night showing there. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that's covered a lot there in the uh, NFL world. Still always a lot to talk about. But we have a World Series going on in baseball. (laughs) And an exciting one, too. The Tampa Bay Rays. The damn pesky Rays, man. They just play baseball. They just play good baseball. They don't have these superstars. But they're winning, man. They're winning, and I think they could definitely win this whole thing. It's going to be tough because the Dodgers are just a stacked team, and they're just looking to finally get that World Series. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a great two games so far. Um, you know, they, Both teams look like you know they could win. So uh, the Rays pitching has been has been decent, you know, against the, the Dodgers' potent offense. Yeah, I mean, they have a line up top to bottom that's like anybody can hit it out. I mean, they they dealt with that when they were playing the Astros. Um, But I think this is even tougher now because you got, you're playing this, I mean, they're all experienced in these games. Yep. Yeah, they've uh, been here twice before, you know, so they, they, know, they know what's up. 
Oh, yeah. Whereas I don't think maybe – is there anyone on that Rays roster that's been in a World Series before? I don't know if there is. No, I don't think so. I don't think they keep them long enough. No, they don't. They, they can't pay anybody. <laughs> that's always the plight of the Rays. They just – I mean, what, they – I saw something the other day where it was like Altuve's like one year is more than the entire like payroll of the entire Rays team. And I'm like that's insanity. Yeah. Eventually that's going to change because they're going to have to pay, especially those pitchers. Yeah, Glass now. And uh, did they pay Snell yet? I think they did pay yeah. Snell, but he's not on like a ridiculous contract. No, it's team friendly. Like stuff. he's probably like half of their payroll. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like that much because they're just like they have like 30 other guys that they're giving like 10 bucks. Um but it's working and they just play they play phenomenal defense and just yep. they just play good old-fashioned baseball. They're not just only hitting home runs because they're stealing bases, they're and they just play perfect defense that goes a long way. You don't realize that, but when you're not committing errors, you're that's saving runs off the board with their good pitching, good bullpen. They're a fun team to watch. I mean, they're annoying as me for me being a Blue Jays fan because it's like, why? We already have to deal with the Yankees, the Red Sox. Now I got to deal with the Rays. Like, come on. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, they are a very – if they weren't the Rays and in my division, they're a very likable and rootable team. And I think I'm still going to root for them in this World Series just because I'm – kind of annoyed by the Dodgers it's like go away already you can't win just yeah. give up uh, I mean then again they're they're playing in the World Series again so credit to them and they deserve if they win they obviously deserve it um, the Red yeah. Sox look like fools for getting rid of Mookie still don't understand that because it's payroll another, flexibility well, okay it's another Babe Ruth move you know to the same thing in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll go they into can... another drought for a for hundred years. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, they just, just save us the back. headache from the from the Boston fans. Um, but uh, tonight we got uh, Bueller and Morton, I believe. For game I love three. Charlie Morton, dude. Yeah, big game I pitcher. love Charlie Morton. Yeah. Veteran, been around, Pittsburgh guy. Another guy that was on the Pirates, him and Glass now. Wow, if only the Pirates yeah. kept their players, they'd be yeah, a they'd World be Series good. team. Yep. But uh, they don't want to pay anybody anything ever. <laughs> they're probably the opposite of the Rays. They, they are. They don't want to pay anybody, but they're and they're bad. The Rays yeah, they're just they're good, bad. So. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> once anyone bad. gets good, they're like, and trade them. <laughs> and they still find a way to like get good prospects and develop them. And then once that's like they can keep these guys and build a team. They're like, and eh, bye. They have to literally catch lightning in a bottle. And as a Pirates fan, some they have to just hope they catch lightning in a bottle and win like that random World Series, and then just like go back to thirty years of just nothing because that's yeah. what they do. My dad's Pirates fan. He's just like he's like I love baseball. It's like probably his favorite sport to watch up there with football. Um, and he's been a Pirates fan forever, but like he's just like. If they're good, I'll watch and root for them. But otherwise, I'm just watching whoever will be on. He'll watch my Jays and root for them. 
Um, he's just a fan of the game because it's like it's hard to be a fan of the Pirates when they just the organization just does not care at all. Yeah, it's constant rebuilds every year. You know, yeah, players it's, in and out. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's to, very it's hard sad, to and I think the MLB should step in for cases like that, where it's like they're actively trying to not win because it's like that's just a shame. You're not getting fans. They're just doing enough to make their money, however they make it, and that's it. They're not going to put a a winning team on there. And that's, I think that's a shame. They they got to do the MLB has to do something to fix that because that's just you have a great sports town right there that's just yeah. being wasted. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, they they got to step in and do something because you, you can't keep doing this year after year. You have to. There has to be some kind of incentive to win. You know? Yeah, like where's the? There should be an incentive. There should just be the incentive. All right, we've made our money despite winning twenty games. In a sixty-game season, or whatever they they won like eighteen, nineteen games. Um, uh, and just nothing, nothing at all. So they got to do something there. But let's go back to the World Series real quick. So who you who you got winning, and then how many games? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Rays and six. Rays and six. Bold. I, I think I would agree. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the Rays, but I think I'm, I think it's going seven. Rays and seven. Yeah, I think it's gonna go seven. I, I think the biggest factor is when the when the Dodgers have to keep up with the Rays when the Rays do their you know their bullpen games because I think when when the Rays do their bullpen games, the Dodgers also do the bullpen games, and the Rays are experts at that. You know, yeah, that's like their that's philosophy. Their thing. That's, that's their thing. They invented that essentially, and. Kevin Cash is just a phenomenal. He should just get manager of the year every year at this point. I, I don't yeah. know how he does it. But they just play sound baseball no matter what it is. They're not too flashy in any one area, maybe besides just their pitching. But that's where you want it anyway because we know pitching and defense just wins. But they're, yep. like I keep saying, they're def- they do not make mistakes at all. No, on yeah, so the defensive side, they're making crazy catch, and they're moving guys all over the place. These shifts, or one dude's playing here. What's that dude's name? Wendell. Yeah, Joey Wendell. He's playing like all, every position a different game, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he's making a play, a ridiculous play, every single game. It's always somebody different, and we know Kiermaier on center can make insane catches, but they got Renfro looking like Mike Trout, literally. Um, <laughs> Who's who's got and he's got the same name as the wide receiver for the Raiders, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but these guys just—they don't make mistakes. Team. Zanino, the catcher, has been great. He's from Seattle. Uh, the Mariners, and he's been solid getting Brandon Lau, the Rookie of the Year last year. I mean, they're getting contribu- contributions from all these guys, and half these guys, you're like, who are they? Randy Ro- Rosarina. Yeah, go already, dude. Yeah. Love it. This dude was—he wasn't even—he didn't even make the team before the year. And I'm like, how do the Rays just do this? They just pull dudes out of their hat, and they're good. They're just winning games with these wow. randos, and it's as much as it's annoying for me. I you got you got to respect it and you got to admire it. It's pretty awesome to watch when they're playing. The highest, one of the highest payroll teams with all the super Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. You just keep naming the super. They have household names all over that team, and it's 
it's literally it's it's a pretty cool matchup. You got the highest payroll superstar team facing off against the lowest payroll no name dudes from Tampa Bay with seven fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, they should move them to Montreal. And set or, up a nice rivalry with the Jays, but or even somewhere else in Florida, like you know, just to get some kind of fans there. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean that's the thing with the state of Florida; they just don't care about professional sports. Nope. Like even the classic Dolphins, but they haven't done anything in like thirty years. So like, why would anyone care? I mean, Florida is just like Florida's a whole other state that we could literally do a whole show on just Florida. But we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to no, talk about Florida that much. Um, no, but, but, yeah, uh, it's, that's also the shame, too, is that the Rays are a phenomenal baseball team, and they're not – like, they have no fans. There's no fans. It's, it's terrible. Uh, but, but that's it, just location-wise, I think. That's just, yeah. that's just what it is with Tampa. I think if if the Rays could pull this out and actually win the series, I think I think they could change baseball forever. Oh, totally! I think it'll be great for baseball, and it'll put them on the map, and it'll get a lot of these guys recognition that they're still not getting probably. Yeah, and, and you're gonna have a lot of the copycats where you know, the, the owners aren't gonna pay the players, and then they try to use the analytics and all this stuff to. You know, and you're gonna find it's probably not gonna team. work when you don't have Kevin Cash or the right exactly. guys in yeah. the place. It's I think it's. I think it can't work. Obviously, you're seeing it work. But I think if, like you said, the copycats are going to come out. And I think more of the copycats than just most of them are probably just going to fail miserably at doing it. I mean, we'll see. Well, we we kind of saw that with, like, the money ball, you know, effect with the A's. A lot of teams also did that. And they didn't didn't succeed. No, I mean, the A's, they're, they're always putting these great regular season teams out there. But they just never seem to do anything in the playoffs. They'll like get there, but they just do nothing when they're there. And it's a shame. They're also another great, fun team to watch. But they just can't put it together for some reason in the playoffs. I think it's their like their model. I think their model is just like made for the regular season. Then then they don't have anything. They for don't the really have anything. There's no. There's no like algorithm. Yeah. There's no the nothing. There's no magic or anything that comes comes there for the postseason. But it, it's also like the postseason is just a different animal than it's the regular season. It's a animal. You can see that's when the pitching, it just, there's no like blowouts really. There's only maybe one or two that happen, but it's just like every pitch is like tight. It's so insane. And, every, and when there's fans, everybody's up. Nobody's sitting down. Yeah, you just can just like, feel the intensity even when you're watching on your couch at home. You just feel it through the TV. And it's a whole other animal out there. And playoff baseball is just so much fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see. I uh, So we, we're, going, we're both going raised. You said raised in six. I'm going raised yep. in seven. Um, let's go. He's Walker Bueller, Charlie Morton tonight. Great matchup. Uh, Who let's you got go tonight? Raised tonight? I think so. I think so. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go raise Charlie Morton on the hill. I'm gonna go raise, but um, like I said, going seven. So either way, yeah. No, it's we'll definitely see. gonna be a pitcher's duel tonight. You know, probably zero zero to like the seventh inning. Yeah, I think they're due. This series so far is due for a lower scoring game. I think the other two were a little bit. Not that they were like ridiculous, but they have what like the other game was six four. 
Uh, yeah. I forgot the score of the first one. Was game like one was like eight three or eight something. Yeah, something like that. So I think this one's gonna be more of like a three two four two type game going on. Yeah, I think whoever scores first is gonna win. Who's this gonna game. win? Because they're gonna they're gonna hold that lead and they're gonna milk it <laughs> yep. for as long as they can until they run out of outs. The beauty of baseball, there's no time. Yeah, so I agree. Rays, Rays will win tonight. All right, I, I think uh, I think that'll do it for another awesome, action-packed episode of Joint Pain. A lot to cover, a lot covered. Tune in next time with us on the next edition of Joint Pain. Uh, let's see if the Steelers can stay undefeated. Boys, let's see if the Jets can get a win. Or if they can stay defeated. Or if they can stay defeated. And uh, let the storylines play out. And uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Peace out.